And they were roommates. Oh my god, they were roommates. Hello, and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm in love with that vine that you just used. Aw, thank you. And also, my name is Sergio, for those of you who can't recognize my sick voice. You're not sick. I'm very sick. Oh my god, the other day... We Mental were... illness is a disease. Oh my god, no, don't even, don't even pretend. Okay. Um, But no, Sergio is such a, a man when he gets sick. He's yeah. like, oh, I see Elvis, I'm gonna die tonight. Like, literally, last weekend... What um, man has ever said that? Oh, every man. Every husband. <laughs> um, when they see an Elvis, they're gonna. I'm going to die? No, you see Elvis, like, because Elvis is beckoning he's you towards... He's not the towards, Grim. He's beckoning he's you towards the, the pearly Grim, gates. Holy. Yeah, no, you, you're already in... He- whatever. Um, but yeah, so... Um, basically, last weekend we were going to hang out, and on Friday morning you texted me, and you were like, I don't know if we're going to be able to hang out this weekend. I coughed this morning, so I might get super sick. It's true. That is me. Yeah. I did say those words. Oh, man. It was real embarrassing for everyone. But anyway, this is the fourth week of Stalker Month, um, and we're going to we're gonna get right on into that. But first, let's do our 10-word review. We don't have multiple ones. It's been a rough week. Both yeah. of us have been very busy, so we yeah. haven't had time. So, so for my movie, I watched Thoroughbreds, uh-huh. and this is the review, all okay. right? Anna Taylor Joy wants to be a horse and is a sociopath. Yes, yes. I guess. Yeah. I mean that that's kind of an interpretation of events, because the like main sociopath character is not Anna Taylor Joy. That was my read of her character. Okay, I mean that's totally good. I just wanted to make sure you weren't mixing up the actresses. No, no, I remember clear as day. Okay, great. Um, in my review of Thoroughbreds is. Not what I expected, and not better for it. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it was fine. It was just fine. Anyway, um, we're here to talk about the... No more reviews from you? No, we've been busy. No, you didn't watch any slashers in my absence? No, I've been busy. I've been reading Mansfield Park <gasps> to catch up with you. Can you believe Fanny Price is so Boring sad? and did nothing? She has no agency. She's so sad. Literally, no my 10-word review of the first, like, 13 chapters of Mansfield Park is, um, I don't know, Fanny Price gets left behind on a bench, slash couch, slash room, mm-hmm. slash life. Mm-hmm. Always. My review for the next five chapters are, and this isn't spoiling anything. Okay. They plot a play. That seems like what's going to happen. So, no, look. I love Jane Austen. This one's not the best of hers so far. It's only a volume, the first volume, so. Yeah. Um, but literally in Northanger Abbey, which was the first book we read, there is a lot of drama that I was really invested in about whether or not three people were going to go on a walk. <laughs> so <laughs> she can really spin a yarn. That Jane. All yeah. right, all right, all right. Tune into our new Jane podcast. We should make one, though. Jane and Friends. You always just add and friends to anything. It's the best. It's not. Pot and Brands. 
and friends. Oh my god! So we watched the. <laughs> 2011 thriller The Roommate and I was shocked it was 2011 I totally thought it was 08, 09 It felt like it was 07 Why did she have that flip phone? Yeah And why did the hot ex-boyfriend have beeper hair? It was probably yeah. shot earlier Yeah, probably But yeah uh, Here is the plot off the back of the DVD She's cute She's loyal She's psychotic <laughs> She's the bachelorette Next on ABC mm-hmm. Um and unfortunately for college freshman Sarah, Minka Kelly, she's the roommate. <laughs> when Sarah arrives at school, she finds new romance with Stephen Cam Gigandit, Gigande, Gigantic. I'm not going to know. And forms a fast friendship with her roommate, Rebecca, Leighton Meester. What begins as camaraderie soon turns creepy. Ooh, <laughs> this person deserves a Pulitzer for that line. And Sarah comes face to face with the terrifying realization that her new best friend is obsessive, unbalanced and maybe even a killer i wonder at what point she realized she might have been a killer um according to the imdb trivia an hour in okay because literally i was scrolling through the trivia which was clearly written by some 15 year olds in 2011 and one of them like under the spoiler tag it just said sarah finds out her roommate is psychotic about an hour in and i was like thank you imdb I did just watch the movie, but thank you. Uh Um, Yeah, so I don't remember what I was going to say about this. We typically rate a movie on these things. Yeah, what what things? Do you remember? Uh, There's uh, floppiness, Uh uh, boobs, and floppy boobs. (laughs) Okay, great. Um, Scariness, campiness, FX, and quality uh, out of five. So what's your scariness score for the roommates, Sergio? I'm going to talk like Minka Kelly for the rest of the movie. Please don't. And the rest of the podcast. And I'm giving it two. Two, okay. It wasn't scary, but I guess because the movie was kind of, they really tried to go for like a David Fincher kind of a feel, vibe, and uh, it didn't really come off that good. I would object to bringing David Fincher anywhere near this. I'm going to go ahead and call it a Platinum Dunes quality. In that everything is really slick and glossy and everyone is very pretty. Uh-huh. But also the lighting's really dim for no particular reason, even in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. And everything looks like it has been slightly wetted down shortly before they shot. Yeah, they wanted to give it a really modern and glossy kind of a vibe. Uh, and so that's kind of like dark-esque, uh, which I guess makes you a little uneasy. Uh, nah... It just makes me feel gross. Like I'm covered in slime. Uh-huh. My eyeballs. Uh-huh. Like uh, that movie we watched, The Covenant. Do you remember that movie? We watched it on Halloween last year. It was about like... Yeah, the hor- the gays. Yeah, they were like warlocks. But like just everything was so slick. It's like your eyes slide right off of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not beautiful. It's just like kind of grungy. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's not great. Uh-huh. I'm not saying that this was good in any way, is or scary even. Well, no. So did that aesthetic scare you at all? No, I thought it just was prepping me to be scared. Like it had the element of like you know what shit's gonna go down. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But no, it wasn't scary. Which okay. Is why it was it too? Like it tried. It sure did. Um, I'm gonna give it one out of five, except there were two scenes that I found interesting. If not scary, I was like, "Ooh, this is happening." The belly button scene. 
Yeah, um, Ali Machalka gets her belly button ripped out, her belly button piercing. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I mean, the other good scene involved a piercing as well, because the roommate gives Leighton Meester a pair of earrings to wear, not realizing that she doesn't have pierced ears because she is not observant for a fashion student. But so when the roommate goes to take a shower, Leighton Meester just shoves the earring into her ears and... That was a pretty gross scene, and I like hadn't thought of that as a possibility for this movie, and I was like, "That's pretty gross." I'm into it. Yeah, you're right. That was that was creepy as balls. Yeah, they definitely, balls. and that was the goriest moment of the movie too. There's kind of like a close up of the earring going in. Yeah, I just hope she didn't ruin that jacket that she borrowed from her friend Nika so Kelly. Rude. The fashion oh, I know. student. Yeah, and we're supposed to know that she's like a cool fashion student because she was like, oh, who's the designer? And she's like, oh, I got it at a thrift store. Mm-hmm. Or like, I got it at a flea market while I was thrift shopping. It's like, oh my God, yeah. she's so fashion forward and or her, backward. And I love how her favorite book and maybe movie is what, Brennan? The Devil Wears Prada. Which is totally relevant circa 2011. Yeah, this movie totally has to have been shot in 2008, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. The IMDb trivia told me like timestamps of certain scenes, but not that information of when mm-hmm. it was shot, which I feel is more important. Um, but yeah, let's we can move on. I'm gonna tell you my campiness score. I'm not gonna prompt you no more. I'm saying three. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why? Because uh, it was terrible. Uh-huh. Because her favorite movie was The Devil Wears Prada and all the fucking hats. There were so many hats in this movie. They said they like, oh, Anne Hathaway wore that one hat in that worn seat in that one scene in The Devil Wears Prada. Let me wear all these same hats. And then literally in order to disguise herself as Minka Kelly, Leighton Meester at one point dyes her hair and then just puts on a hat. Yeah. And just everyone thinks they're Justin Timberlake circa future sex love sounds. And they're not. They're really not. Yeah. And at one point in the movie, Billy Zane, he is like a professor and he's he a too sexy professor. Dons a hat. It's so bad. But then I looked him up or I mean I looked at the movie on IMDb and in his headshot he's wearing what I do believe to be the same hat, so I think he just might own that hat. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so this movie actually has a couple Scream one oh one all stars, including Billy Zane. Um, who has been on the show before in Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight uh-huh. and Dead Calm. Yeah. And also the sexy ex-boyfriend with Justin Bieber hair. He's played by Matt Lanter, who played the uh, Edward parody in Vampires Suck. So it was kind of cool. It feels like uh, we were surrounded by friends. It sure did. Another thing on these hats. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these hats made them look like they were characters on Newsies. It sure did. Yeah, you're right. And so... I just hated these hats. No, they were very bad. It reminded me of the uh, 1913 silent film, Those Awful Hats. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. remember if that's... That's a real movie. Oh, okay. It's like 17 seconds long, because that's about what was going on at that time. Was there anything else that was campy aside from the fucking hats? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I do not know if the date is right on that. Uh, movie I quoted it might be like 1907 or something doesn't matter okay film people get to us Matt I'm yeah. sure you know when this was made mm-hmm. by who anyway um, campiness quality I'm gonna I honestly I'm giving it a two although I have more things written down than what you said I did love the hats um, I like how much Cam Gigandit tries to smolder like every scene he's kind of squinting at her and I'm like yeah. he's really trying to pour it on uh-huh. but he does not have 
one ounce of the animal magnetism that Billy Zane has in this movie. Okay, some more points you reminded me of. Uh, all right, so one thing I will give Minka Kelly is that she is a beautiful woman. Uh-huh. God gave with both hands in crafting her. Yeah, look, um, the bare minimum of getting cast in this movie is you have to be a 10. Uh-huh. Uh, having said that, he gave her no hands when it came to acting. He used no oh, hands. Oh, I was like, what's wrong with her hands? <laughs> he used no hands when he was giving her acting abilities because Homegirl could not act. She was terrible. You just hated her voice. She couldn't act, period, and her, it was compounded by her voice, her uh-huh. baby voice. Yeah, but she's a really sexy baby. Pretty much. This is her. This is, that was a great impression, <laughs> Brennan. Thank you. Um... Uh, and also, like, I'm supposed to believe that this two is came back this ten. I didn't think Cam Gagander or whatever. Oh yeah, he's he has the chest of a man, the face of a boy, and the hairline of a grandfather. <laughs> he he just there was something wrong there. He just looks. He's he's like, I don't want to like Cam. He's 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 a handsome boy in real life. If we saw him, yeah, we'd be like, sure. all right, you're cute. Yeah, because he was in Easy A, and I remember thinking he was really cute in that. Yeah, he's but, just not being served by the aesthetic of this film. Yes. And he looks like a Mr. Potato Head. Like a bunch of different parts of different people got slammed into one uh-huh. very bland human and being. And also, I'm supposed to like him because he's like, I'm not going to date rape you like some of the other guys in my frat. Yeah, we're like, wow, thank you so much. Yeah. You're so nice. Really progressive of you there, Cam. Yeah, and he's the drummer in a crappy band, and he keeps showing up at her work and going behind the counter, which is unacceptable. Uh-huh. Also, Mika Kelly is terrible at her job. Yeah. Also, why do they let her close? She's there alone at night all the time, and she just got that job, and she sucks. Yeah. She sucks. She didn't know how to use a lid. Yeah, on a blender, she got a, what, mocha smoothie all over herself? Uh-huh. Ugh. Disgusting. And she didn't even want to like serve that guy his mocha smoothie because she was busy flirting with Cam. Gigante. I'm gonna call her I'm gonna be fancy. Okay. Um I was just mad. She was like, Well, this is clearly a lost cause. You can make him the mocha. Yeah. I'm I gonna mean, hear back this dude. To be fair, the coworker was just standing there and doing nothing. So He was working register. No, he wasn't. So the line that wasn't moving. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. No, so there was... Nobody deserved to have a job there. Yeah, it was just the worst coffee shop ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, also, speaking of, maybe one of the worst sex scenes ever filmed in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, Leighton Meester and uh, Cam Gigante are uh, boning in his dorm room mm-hmm. or his frat house room or whatever. For s- she somehow has to take a taxi cab to get to his frat house, which seems excessive, but okay. Um... Um, basically it's just for Uber. Uh huh. But basically it's just a bunch of shots of teeth. Like you see her like smiling. Okay. There's more to this scene than you're telling. Oh, you mean Leighton Meester fingering herself while talking to her ex-boyfriend on the phone? Yeah. And while looking at the picture of Emily. Oh yeah. Looking at a picture of her dead sister. That is gross and creepy. And it was like interspliced terribly as well. Yeah. This is happening. This is like me using iMovie to make some of my film, well, some of my projects for uh-huh. school. Like, you know, just, you're way better than the editing of this it movie. It was so layered and then so choppy, and then you were right; it was so unsexy. Yeah, I think uh, Leighton Meester fingering herself was probably more interesting than the two having sex, actually. Oh yeah, and it was much sexier, even with the photograph of two small children involved. Um, no, but like, so she, 
like uh, Minka Kelly's like baring her teeth, and at one point she's clearly just talking, like because it's just a close up <laughs> of her mouth talking. I'm like, what is she saying? Like just a really casual conversation too, not like cooing, like ooh, yeah, I like that Cam Gigante. Your your penis is so gigantic, gigantic. There you go. Yep. Um, he, he lives up to his name. Um, no, it's just like her. Basically, it looks like she's ordering a pizza or something. Like, yeah, I'll have some anchovies and whatever. Um, and then there's shots of his teeth, and then it fades between shots of their teeth. <laughs> And no nudity whatsoever. It's very bizarre. Yeah. It's so gross. It looked like they were biting each other's incisors. It was disgusting. I was just annoyed with how they were kissing. It was just really tiny, annoying little pecs. Oh, yeah. They, like, anytime they kissed in the movie, it was like an electromagnet was pulling them apart, and all they could muster to, like, link themselves was... And then they were just, like, dragged apart again. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah. So that's that. What else was the campy Brennan? Uh, what else? Oh, there's a scene where um they go to Crazy Roommates, uh, in just fabulously wealthy parents' home. Mm-hmm. Um, it did. Speaking of Jane Austen, it felt like a like a Pemberley situation. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, right, a normal uncrazy roommate. She's like spying on Crazy Roommate and her dad talking in the kitchen, and the dad's like, "Your mother and I are very fond of you," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> That's not a thing that parents like just say, you know, we love you, right? Mm-hmm. Not like she's not like a rabbit. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Mm-hmm. And um, also, this has practically the same ending as Poltergeist because it's her in the Cam Jagande, um pushing the roommate's bed out of her room. Like they push the TV out of the motel room in Poltergeist. And it's mm-hmm. like the bed wasn't like the central source of her evilness. Mm-hmm. Like it was just really strange. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have I have written down? Oh, do you remember what college she went to? Oh, the university of Los Angeles. Yes. The ULA. One in, the, o- the one and only. Yep. I wonder where they shot it. It was, I don't know. It might've been SC, but Oh yeah. But for some reason they can't commit to an actual college name. And she literally has a shirt that says ULA at one point, which I kind of want. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's about it. Well, I mean, ULA, it's second only to Brown, apparently. Yeah, so, her boyfriend sucks. Her ex. Yeah, her ex-boyfriend. Because she got into Brown, and she was going to go, but she wanted to be with her boyfriend, which is the worst idea always. Uh Never stay with a high school boyfriend if you can go to a good college. Mm -hmm. And so, she stuck to their pact, and she didn't go to Brown, and she went to Ula, which is not a real school. Um, (laughs) And then a spot opened up for him and he went to Brown instead and screwed her and left her behind. And I think he took her spot. Yeah. (laughs) So that is again, very Jane Austen. Like he's one of the evil mean girl characters who did jizz men like before, like out of engagements and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, that's terrible. I think that's about it. The hats are really the center center point of everything. What's your effects score? My effects score, uh, two. Yeah, that's about what I'm giving it to. The ear, pier- the piercing situations are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, there were things that were almost effects, but they weren't. Like okay. She almost lit up the guy, the gas station attendant, on fire. Oh yeah, that was a weird scene. That could have been cut. Could have been cut, but I thought it was cool. 
Yeah. She just sprays like a gas station attendant with gasoline and threatens to light him on fire. Uh-huh. It was exciting, I guess. Yeah, I was like, you know what? You go, girl. Good for her. Um, And, oh, there's a scene when, um, I guess it's when she dies officially, the roommate. Um, She gets stabbed in the shoulder, which kills her. So I guess she just like is like a balloon where you can just pop her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, But then her eyes roll up into the back of her head, which is a pretty creepy thing that I guess she was just like, look what I can do. Mm-hmm. But it was gross. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed that part. Um, other than that, there it was a pretty toothless, bland movie. Yeah, they spent all of their money on the attractive cast. Oh yeah, for and sure. And then making everybody look as good as possible with that sleek cinematography. So mm. they had no time for like gore busting effects. I guess so. Or it was a PG thirteen movie, and they just cut all the corners they could. Yeah. Um. Oh, speaking of, I we forgot to mention. The the thing that has linked almost all of these movies, there is a tiny animal that gets murdered in The Roommate. Yeah. And it's the most adorable little kitty, and his name is Cuddles, and I love him so much. That cat's probably dead by now. No, this was shot in, well, 2006. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, cats live forever, and that was like clearly a kitten baby. Okay. Cats can live like 15, 18 years, so I think okay. we're still good. All right, so Cuddles... We can find out what that cat's doing now. Okay, I'll <laughs> let me look it up. What became of Cuddles the cat? No, I don't know. Um, I'll see if it's credited. <laughs> okay, so what's your general? No, yeah, well, but like, uh, small animals always die in these things. Yeah. Another thing I'm gonna say um, about these movies, and I would say it for at least three out of the four. I don't know about the fourth. Um, uh, is that the crazy lady is almost always the better actress. Oh, yeah. but uh, And it's also more of a showcase role, too, you know? Uh-huh. Like, it's more it's a more exciting thing to do than being the scared one. Yeah, because uh, uh, who is the one in Single White Female? Jennifer um, Jason Jennifer Lee. Jennifer Jason Lee, yeah. Glenn Close in Fatal uh-huh. Attraction went on to have a bangers career. Of course. Both of those are Oscar-nominated nom- people. Uh-huh. Uh... Who else was the third? I don't. Well, single white female. No, the hand that rocks the cradle too. Rebecca no, no, you're right. You're right. Hand that rocks the cradle. Uh, that crazy woman was okay. Uh, and then this one, Leighton Meester, is clearly the better actress. Yeah, I mean, she did like her crazy scene. It does come out of nowhere, but it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, the guy who played the gas station attendant, his name is Ryan Doom. Does he do gay porn now? Because it sounds like he does gay porn. <laughs> no, it, he does TV. Oh. Anyway, so that's something, I guess. Um, I'm still looking up this cat, but I'm not finding anything. Um, but yeah, what's your general quality score? Two. Why'd you give it a two? Uh, um, I thought that it was trashy. Uh, and boring more than anything. Yeah, that's that's the key because trashy, trashy can get me a five yeah, sometimes. You're right. No, trashy can be good, but this one was just boring, and I wasn't impressed at all with Mika Kelly's performance. There was nothing about her that really made me like, oh, I'm really invested in this girl's life. Yeah. All I knew about her was that she wanted to do fashion and she wanted to jet set around the world, and she had a friend who did that, and she wanted to be like the friend. And I mean, I Irene guess I knew. The, a f- oh, Irene the lesbian. Yeah, 
who we didn't know was a lesbian like explicitly. No, I mean she is because she makes out with ladies, but they this movie very carefully tiptoes around ever using the word lesbian, mm-hmm. which is very 2006. Also, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so uh, so yeah, um, this is boring. Yeah, I mean I'm gonna give it two out of five as well. Um, it's it's slick and glossy and bland and toothless, and. There's a scene where it's a Billy Zane times up. He <laughs> he like tries to make out with Minka Kelly in his office because he's the professor in the hat. Um, and there's like this the, the seduction scene where he's like about to make out with her just is a series of increasingly close, incredibly ugly close ups. Like, it's like a weird thing that cuts him off at the chin and the hairline, and then it just zooms in on their eyes, and I'm like, this is just a really, it's claustrophobic, but not in a way that makes me scared. It's just like, ugh, get me, get me out of this shot. It's so gross. I yeah. don't need this. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's not shot well. It Like, everyone is beautiful, but it doesn't even highlight their beauty. It's just gross and not good. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I would guess I was expecting, but it just wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, we should do. We should rank our four movies that we watched this month. All right, cool. Setting number four. You mean the roommate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Setting number four, the roommate for me. Uh huh. Number three is single white female. Okay. Uh, my number three is actually Fatal Attraction. <clears throat> my number two is Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Oh, and mine's single white female. And my number one is Fatal Attraction. And Heather Rocks a Cradle. Yeah. So we're, I think, entirely mixed up, except for The Roommate. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I can agree with your list. Uh-huh. I just found Fatal Attraction less investing than you did. I think you're right. I think um, as I was watching Heather Rocks the Cradle, I was like, um, oh, you know, this is pretty good. Like, it was really good, actually. Yeah, it, uh, was, it was fun. But as I was going over the list today, just randomly in my own head, I was like, I cannot remember what I saw last week. And that one was Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Uh-huh. So I was like, eh, I guess that just kind of proves that it's not as good a movie as Fatal Attraction is. Yeah, and you really did respond to Fatal Attraction. Yep. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, I think that's about it. Um, I am going to tell you about what's going on next month. But first, here's how you can contact us. You can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. Email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe, rate, and review us. Give us five stars. Or we'll uh, steal your sister's necklace. A little pumpkin carve you. Yeah. Um, my thing was a reference to the movie that we hadn't mentioned before, and I don't know what Sergio's thing was. Talking about the pumpkin carver of the movie. Oh, man. I have never seen that. Scary. Why are you looking at that on your phone? Because it's scary. Was Cam Jagande in it? No, Mika Kelly was. Oh, poor her. Oh, man. That's top billing, though. Okay. Along with the charity she. Great. Wonderful. Or Shea. Shea? S-H-E-A. Shea. All right, charity Shea. Wonderful. Um, Yeah, our theme song is A Beat for You by Pseudo Echo. And so next month, here's the deal. Um. This movie was produced by Sheldon Silverstein. <laughs> Go ahead, Brennan. What's the deal? Um, Sergio has finals coming up. So what papers more than anything? That kind of doesn't matter, really. It's it's a lot of schoolwork. 
um, nearing the end of the semester. So what we're going to be doing, um, we're not going to be recording new episodes for the next month, but we will be releasing episodes that are new to you because Mm -hmm. since the beginning of the year, um, whenever we watch a current horror movie in theaters, we've recorded a, like an episode about it. So we have four episodes queued up on um, current release movies from 2018. So we're going to be running those four episodes over the course of April. Mm-hmm. And also, um, there is another Friday coming up in uh, March after this one. We're just not going to have an episode then. Because um, we're we're doing four a month. That's how it goes. Yeah, Five Fridays is a lot. Um, but yeah, so in April, it's going to be four episodes. They're going to be new episodes about movies from 2018, but just that we previously recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not really going to do 10-word reviews because, oh man, we're going to have so many when we get back though. That's going to be exciting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to be like live and back in action in May uh, when we're going to do a new month. But until then, we're going to be doing 2018 horror sort of reruns, sort of reruns. Yeah. And that first weekend in May, we're going to be where, Brennan? We're going to be in Vegas. We're going to be in Vegas. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And what happens there stays there. So we won't tell you anything about it. You can call me and text me, and I'll be sure to let you know what Brennan did, how he did it, and where and why. Okay. I mean, we're going to an educational conference where you're reading an essay, so it's not going to be that crazy. On Suit. So wish me luck, friends. Friends of the pod. Okay. Until next time, good luck on your journey. Stay gold, everybody. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Dave. And we are the co-hosts of Cast Party. It's a freewheeling pop culture conversation. I am an online media mogul. And I'm not. I'm a drama teacher. Yes. In fact, my drama teacher. We kind of transplant the conversations that we have every time we hang out into a podcast, and we hope you like it. Check it out. Enjoy. At podpeople.me. That was was really fun and not awkward at all. (laughs) Bye.